Good morning and welcome to the Morning Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Ham, coming to you as always from the Spotlight Studios in Morristown, New Jersey. It's hammer time. We got a great guest. Our guest today has been introducing new ways of thinking about leadership to the owners of family firms, professional firm partners, and leadership teams since 2001. She's the founder of Hammer Leadership, Lauren Hammer. Lauren, welcome. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. Yep. It's good to be here. Uh, hammer awesome. time. Yeah, hammer time. Exactly. Yeah. Time. Mike Ham, Lauren Hammer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's perfect. It's so, so tell us a little bit about your background so everybody can kind of get to know you and then we'll get into uh, Hammer Leadership yeah. a little bit more. All right. So thanks. So I am a licensed clinical social worker. So I've had a psychotherapy practice I'm a private practice since 2001, and during that time, I also was working with a lot of business owners and business leaders, family businesses, multi-generational, um, high-level executives, and I also wanted to get more training, and so I went and I did some advanced training, a postgraduate program for three years where I got more training in systems and organizational family systems called Bowen Family Systems Theory. And from there, I really launched into the coaching work as I took my understanding of how the individual's functioning integrates with how they work in the professional world. So Hammer Leadership was born out of that. And since then, I've been working with organizations. I, sometimes it's with rising leaders or the leadership teams. Sometimes it's with an individual. Sometimes it's with people from various parts of the organization. And then I work with individuals for coaching as well. And then I still have my private practice. Awesome. Awesome. So I know we're going to get into it a little bit more, but uh, obviously over the last, I guess, four or five months, people working from home, all that kind of stuff, you know, now the whole idea of going into an office could be something that people just don't do like ever again. Um, but that's created like obviously a lot of issues with the work-life balance, yeah. right? So uh what does it really actually mean to have a healthy work-life balance? Right. So a lot of people think it's, you know, even distribution of your time and where you spend your time and equal distribution of the tasks there. So I don't think of work-life balance like that. I think of it about emotional balance. How balanced are you emotionally? How are you managing what you have to deal with every day? And right now we're dealing with all different things that are going on. It can change by the minute, it can change by the week. We don't know what's going to happen. So from a work-life balance standpoint, it's how do you have the mindset? How do you look at what's going on, the contextual situation that's going on? How do you factor in what your responsibilities are and how you make choices in what you're doing and how you're spending your day, how you're planning? It may not be just specifically that day, but it might be you know, a more broader scope of things that you're working on or thinking about or have your eyes set on goals and things like that. So it's not just about the fact that you work nine to five and then five to eight fifty nine a.m. your personal time it's not about your boss dividing up your work equally among your team it's about how are you showing up and can you have the mindset do you have the capacity to navigate that and still have your emotional well-being in order so it's your personal balance right and and are you speaking to that as like a in normal times or new normal times well i think it's always but I'm a real big believer in focusing on context. context. Um, so right now we are living in different times. So it requires a different context, a different framework to look at. You know, what I was doing five months ago and what I was 
maybe expecting from others or the work that I was able to produce or the way I was able to show up with my family is going to be different now. Um, so I think every situation needs to be looked at as its own situation with its own context so that you're showing up not one way all the time. You're showing up one way in one experience. Right. Um, but I think it's important just to add a layer to that is self-awareness is very important. You know, so when I'm showing up at work or at home or in any situation, I need to also have an understanding of what my wants are, what my needs are, what my beliefs are, what my convictions are, so that I'm not just reactively responding to everything going on. Um, sometimes we have to do that, but there also are beliefs that we have, you know, like, you know, our bosses might think it's eight o'clock at night and I know you're home and I know that at seven o'clock in the morning, you're home, you're not commuting anymore. Right. So I'm going to send you an email and I'm going to expect something from you. Now, sometimes you're going to say, this is really inappropriate. I'm home. It's my time. It doesn't matter that I was working in my home a few hours before. I'm not going to respond or I'm going to have that difficult conversation and explain. That's not always easy. Other times there's going to be a lot going on and it wouldn't matter if it's a pandemic or not. You're going to hop on your laptop and you're going to get your work done. Right. But so you just have to look at all these different factors, but knowing yourself and what you're willing and not willing to do and also knowing what you really have to do considering your job or your family. Right. There. Yeah. 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 So, so, so going off of that, I mean, like you said, I mean, people, you know, working from home, like if somebody sends that early morning email or that late night email, it's really easy to just be like, well, I, you know, you know, maybe like during the day I wasn't totally locked in on work cause I wasn't at an office. Um, mm -hmm. So is it possible to have a healthy work-life balance in the midst of all of this? I hope so. I think it's a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think that with each passing week, people can have a healthier work-life balance. However, what I'm also noticing is that stress level and that anxiety level is increasing right now over the past few weeks because now people are trying to figure out, are their kids going to school? Even if they don't have kids, is their work going to be impacted by other people going to school or not going to school and then their colleagues or their clients or customers aren't going to be available during those times. So having a healthy work-life balance is challenging for me personally when i'm doing work sometimes i don't get to it till 10 o'clock at night right. so i either will save that email and draft um or i even will start the email with do not look at this right now <laughs> you know because i think there's a lot of people that receive emails from people that they need to respond to that's yeah. important to their business and right. if if they're receiving an email at 10 o'clock at night they think they have to respond yes I, I totally agree with that because that happens to me all the time. I get that late night email and I'm always just like, well, I should just respond. And the next thing you know, I get a phone call because then they know that I'm awake at like, right. you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night. And then we start talking about title insurance or whatever, right. you know. But imagine if you were asleep or your phone was off. I mean, right. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get to it the next day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So right. in some instances, <laughs> it could be, hey, I'm in the middle of something or Hey, I got this email. I want to let you know I got it. I will respond to you first thing in the morning. Sometimes you don't answer it. And again, there's, that's where I think you have to look at context. But I also think that this is a precedent setting time. You know, what we were doing four months ago when we showed up at home was to work was a crisis. And now we're learning more to live with this pandemic. And yes, we may or may not be going back to our offices. Some people never left their offices. And some people, you know, some people don't have, you know, when people are working in every different situation. But as we're acclimating to this unknown situation, it's, it's important for people to realize 
when they're uncomfortable or stressed or feel tense or they have something in their stomach and question what that is. And sometimes that revolves around boundaries. Um, I don't, I feel like I have to always work. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, and then I ask people, well, what do you need to do? You know, just cause you feel one way doesn't mean that from a factual, factual standpoint, you need to be doing that. Right. And when people can differentiate that, they can start realizing, Oh, maybe I don't have to respond to that email. Maybe I don't have to do that. Or let me, okay, that one actually I do have to respond to. Yeah. And to make a distinction for each individual thing. And that will help. I think. And especially as some companies are not going back ever. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so let's, let's look at like a more of a bigger picture type thing. So what are some challenges that people are facing, you know, today and what can they do to help that? Okay. Right. Well, I think some of the obvious challenges are either recovering from COVID or avoiding getting it. Um, yes. And worrying about that, right? So that's first and foremost. So we want to do that. And unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of job uncertainty and people are making decisions that might put them at risk because they have no choice. Um, whether it's for a financial need, it's their personal commitment to their job, whatever it might be. So the uncertainty of, do I have the right PPP? Am I staying healthy? Is what are the, what's the latest research? You know, every day the research is changing. Right. And so just the uncertainty part from the job security and then how are you doing your job? I think also a challenge is there's a lot of anxiety going on and it's an individual anxiety and then it's also a societal anxiety and they each feed off of each other. So you can be with your family, maybe you're on a family Zoom call, maybe you're socially distancing, maybe you're not, you know, um, and how people respond to different situations is anxiety provoking. It could be anxiety provoking. Some people don't respond to it, some do. But the challenge of that is really prevalent right now. I mean, I'm seeing waves of anxiety going on with the people that I coach. Um, the anxiety was different in March. And then I noticed it again, amp up towards about May-ish when people were starting to realize that their summer plans were gonna be different and they had right. to figure life out for the summer. And now, you know, schools. You know, yeah. now everyone's figuring out schools. So there's this roller coaster of emotions, which I think is another challenge. And again, even if you don't have kids, it's a challenge because you're working with people who have kids. Yeah, right. Um, you know, so if you're dealing with title insurance, they are going to be schooling their kids at two o'clock in the afternoon or doing yeah. homework. So you might not be able to get them till nine o'clock at night. Right. Um, how people deal with that, I think it's important to have your priorities in order to know what you need to be doing on a personal level and a professional level. And when you recognize, you know, you might need something and you might want something that want may not be at the top of the priority list right now, you might need to be doing something differently. So if you can have that distinction, I think that will help people manage their stress level, whether it's anxiety, it's depression, it's concern, it's worry, it's whatever that might be. That's really important. People have to take care of themselves. So whether it's working out, taking a walk, figuring out how you're not going to the gym anymore, or are you doing yoga in the um, driveway of your yoga studio? Are you right. creating a home gym and lifting up your laundry detergent bottles for your bicep curls? You know, <laughs> it's being really creative. So yeah. managing your self-care and also keeping in touch with people. Connection is so important. People don't, there's a little more connection now than we had when we were all home, but you know, how do you maintain connections 
because that's such an important part of who we are and our emotional well-being and that emotional balance we're talking about. And it's also so important to maintain your connections professionally. So like you're doing this now, you right. know, you've created a way to connect with people that isn't necessarily related to title insurance, but you found something that you enjoy, that you're good at, that people enjoy, and you still can do your job and see where that takes you down the road, but you're, right. you're creating a way to connect with people. And I think yeah. that's really important for people to know. And I think also it's important for people to recognize that this is an unpredictable time period and to, you don't have to like it, but you do benefit from accepting it. If you accept the fact that right now we're living in this historic time that we've never ever experienced, the mindset, your ability to adapt and to adjust will likely be far easier, may not be easy, but easier. And that's another way I think that people can manage the challenges going on right now. Right. I know, so, I'm not, but I'll stop there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you about another one. So um, what about saying no? Because like I have a really hard time saying no to people, whether it's friends, family members, work stuff, everything. And especially now, like you feel so like there's like that FOMO, but there's really not a lot going on. You know what I mean? So it's like this weird dance that everybody's mm -hmm. doing. So, so take us through that. Like, like, how do you say no? Well, if it only was just so simple as saying no, right? <laughs> right. So that ties into boundaries. That ties into knowing what you want and need and what your responsibilities are and what your priorities are. So yes, you're home. People aren't commuting three hours a day anymore. An hour and a half into the city, an hour and a half back. You found this time. Well, then you, of course you just say yes. You have more time. Um, but that's not necessarily fair. So how do you say no? You first have to realize that what you're doing is a choice. You know, you, have, you don't have to do any of your work. You just may not have your job. Right. But, you know, what are your priorities? <laughs> um, I do a workshop on this too. Um, no is the new yes. And yeah. how do you recognize when no is the better answer? In, in general times, no is sometimes a gift to the other person. And in this instance, it can too, because if, your boss knows that you're really good at something and is always giving you tasks. It's hard to say no, because who else is going to do it? No one else knows how to do that. Well, the problem exactly. is, is when you keep doing it, no one else is ever going to learn how to do it. Yeah. But when you say no, because you're never going to have the time to get to it unless it's three in the morning, when you say no, the other person, whoever that person is, gets to figure it out. Yeah. Maybe it's your boss really should be doing it. Um, and when you say no, it's hard to say no now because no, you're not commuting. <clears throat> you're, maybe you live alone. Maybe you have three kids. Who knows what it is? That's, your family can get pushed aside. Your personal life can get pushed aside. But if you're prioritizing it and you're recognizing that you need that time for yourself, that priority will be the motivation to have that difficult conversation. So I think when, you're, when you have clarity of what you will and what you will not do, and you have an idea of how you can responsibly convey that message, you're not just going to say, no, I'm never doing that. Don't ever ask me that again. But if right. you tell your boss, you know, hey, look, I can do this, but if I'm going to do this, I need to take off two other projects from my plate right now because I can't be spending, I don't have enough time in the day. You know, I'm not, I'm not willing to work on my weekends right. or, or 10 o'clock at night, whatever that might be. Yeah. When you have that awareness for yourself and that conviction or the belief or you just the understanding that boundary then you can go ahead and have that responsible conversation. And that takes a lot of courage. And so really the courage piece is where also the personal growth comes into play and also where other people get to know what's going on with you and then decide if they're going to 
basically tell you you have to do it or not. And you still right. don't have to do it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Then it becomes less of a choice, I guess. Yeah. So, okay. We've obviously talked about a lot of different things so far. So we've had, you know, the work-life balance stuff, um, you know, boundaries, saying yes and no, all that. So how do you put this all together um, and create like a, a healthy environment, a productive environment for you and your family and your work colleagues and your clients and your friends and, and your co- whatever. So, um, you know, how do you, how do you piece this puzzle together? What a good question. Yeah, thank you. Oh, we ask hard hitting questions on this show. Okay. So sometimes I think of ourselves as a piece of a puzzle and I'm, you know, so I am my own puzzle right? So I have to figure out what works and how I can fit things together. So that's part of me having self-awareness of what's going to work for me and what's not going to work for me, whether it's not working for me because of my own personal choices, like I don't really like that, or I physically cannot do that, or I have other responsibilities. I have kids during the day. I can't attend that meeting. I'm taking care of kids, whatever it might be. So I'm my own piece of the, I'm my own puzzle. So when I can have my own system, when I can figure out how I'm going to manage myself, that's the start. I've got to work on me. Um, I can only change me and how I show up will influence how other people respond to me, just like other people influence how I respond to them. So if I take my own individual puzzle and then I fit it into a bigger puzzle, you know, so how am I integrating myself into the work life? Um, how am I integrating myself into different meetings or choosing not to be a part of it? So there's not an exact formula because every puzzle is different. Every piece is different, right. but it's taking that, um, the self-awareness and figuring out how are you going to re- regulate yourself and say, and not, not get as amped up if you're stressed out about it. You know, what am I going to do? How am I going to have a difficult conversation? What am I going to have the conversation about? Can I be really clear? Can I not tell someone what they're doing wrong, but what I'm willing or not willing to do or what I think or what my concerns are? Can I represent myself in that level of communication? Do I have the discernment process to realize, you know what, I really don't have the time for this, but this one is a big one. I'm going to figure it out. And, but I'm not going to let that set precedent for the next time. You know, there's the element of making sure you take care of yourself. You know, so there's just so many different things that go on at one time. Yeah. So when someone is willing to examine themselves and work on themselves and acknowledge when something's not working, then you can figure out your own puzzle. But none of us are alike. Every situation is different. It's looking at the context. It's really recognizing the person that you're connecting with or communicating with. And how do I want to manage this relationship? Do I want to suck it up and just do everything they're telling me because I need this job and they're my boss, but I'm going to be miserable? Or do I want to have an honest conversation and discuss the challenges? And oh, by the way, it might work out. If your boss recognizes what's going on, or your colleague, your client, um, maybe you don't have to be responding at 10 o'clock at night, but maybe 9 a.m. would be just as good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you mentioned uh, at one point uh, when you were talk- uh, answering one of the questions um, about uh, a workshop that you do. So are you doing any other seminars, workshops, different things like that, that people couldn't you know, yeah. know about, join in on, that kind of stuff? Yeah, sure. So, um, well, people should sign up on my website, hammerleadership.com for my newsletter because I send stuff out. So I'm going to start a webinar series, Leadership is Personal, in September. So talking about just the personal aspect of you being a leader, and you may not have the title as a leader. We're all our own leaders. So how are you managing yourself? So I'm going to have a monthly webinar on that. I also, I do sometimes, and I will be doing, again, more coaching groups online. 
because I'm not going into businesses as much anymore. Right. And I do blogs and send out different information. I'm, uh, I'm posting all the time. And so I do different workshops there. They pop up at different times. Sometimes they're a two hour one. Sometimes they're over several meetings. And so the best is if someone just gets on my list and they'll get all of that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to move this into our closing segment called okay. under the spotlight. So everybody does this real estate yeah. Thursday episodes, the whole thing. So we're going to ask you to, for everybody listening to give them one key takeaway. Like if you, if you want them to remember Lauren Hammer said this, what is that thing? <laughs> oh gosh, one thing, one thing. Um, I didn't exactly say this before, but I think it comes down to it is I think if people can work on being their authentic selves and having the courage to show up authentically, that they will be positioning themselves to have a healthier work-life balance. I'll leave it at that. Okay. All right. Can I ask a follow-up question to that? Of course. All right. Well, I mean, it's my show, so I can do whatever I want. Um, so how do you, how do you, uh, I mean, maybe you touched on this and maybe it's all part of all the stuff that you were talking about. Like, how do you know what your authentic self is? Okay. I think that that's a lot of the personal leadership part of the work Okay. is it starts with self-awareness, really asking yourself, what do I want? What do I need? What do I think? What do I believe? There's a lot of different things that we grew up with in our families or in our society or friends group. We kind of adopted like, yeah, I like that. I like that. But people don't always necessarily step back and think about it. Right. So when you think about it, you might come, you might realize something about yourself. I also think people should pay attention to what their responses are, like how they feel and what they're thinking, what's rubbing them the wrong way, what's really getting them excited and say, well, what is that? Like, what is it about? this situation that's working or not working just everything to increase the awareness it's learning how to communicate and speak for yourself rather than putting other people in the position of interpreting what you're saying like you know what i mean yeah like yada 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 right 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 that's not going to be effective or if i say you should really know that at nine o'clock at night i'm taking care of my family you shouldn't call that's not going to be as great i think the authentic self is saying it's uncomfortable but to say I want to let you know that at nine o'clock at night, I won't be answering any emails because I'm with my family. So I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just right. letting you know what I won't do or what I yeah. will do. And that takes courage. So part of the authenticity is having the clarity of what you want to say is figuring out how you're going to say it responsibly, which I believe is speaking for yourself, not for others. And then doing it. And that could be really hard doing it, meaning having a conversation. If you say you're going to, you know, try a new hobby. You know, you think about it all the time, but now it's really hard to do. Well, right. when you do it, that's the purge. So there's all part of it. It's all part of the personal growth process. And as you learn more about yourself and you're recognizing how you react to other people and how other people are reacting to you, you can realize what your perception of yourself is and trying to make sure that you're conveying that to others because your perception of me may not be my reality. I want your perception of me to line up with me, but I have to know who I am first. Right. Gotcha. Okay. All right. That was a good explanation. That was a good explanation. Okay. So uh, for everyone listening, Lauren mentioned her website earlier. I am going to put that and her contact information in the show notes. Uh, so if you want to learn more about the webinars that she has coming up or just reach out to her and, and, and chat, ask her a question, um, be sure to do that. Uh, if you have any suggestions on topics, if you want to hear us, you know, have a certain guest on. If you want to be a guest on the morning spotlight, 
uh, go to themorningspotlight.com or email us at themorningspotlight at gmail.com. So I want to thank Lauren Hammer for being on with us today. That was great. Great conversation. Thank you for coming on. Thanks. Absolutely. And everybody else, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. Just a reminder that any views expressed in the Morning Spotlight are the views of the speaker and should not be construed to be the views of any other person, any employer, or any organization. Thank you. We'll see you next week.